0: Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 24 of UAB Green and Told. Original air date, Monday, July 20th, 2020. Through this podcast, we are able to sit down with members of the UAB family and share their stories. I'm Greg Berry, Assistant Director in the UAB Office of Alumni Affairs. Today we are joined by Chris Thomas. As Chris will share, he
1: has a knack for collections. There's a running joke that I'm a collector of collections because I have just so many different collections.
0: But as we'll discover, his favorite collection comes from a different galaxy, one that allows him to touch the lives and warm the hearts of kids throughout the state.
1: If we can put a smile on the face and make a memorable moment, you know, that's, that's what we want the kids to remember, you know.
0: And after years of being an inactive alumnus, he's reconnecting to the university that gave him so much.
1: So I kind of distanced, not on purpose, but I just didn't have the, the interaction with UAB.
0: G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, just like other kids growing up more than 30 years ago, Chris Thomas played with them all. Now Chris is an avid collector of all things 80s, but he's more than meets the eye. Through his connection with a galaxy far, far away, he's able to put smiles on kids' faces. His desire to help cheer up children today directly dates back to his childhood collections.
1: When I was born, I had a lot of health problems. Um, Had to do frequent uh, doctor visits early on in my life when I'd have to go to the doctor if I were to behave my mom and dad would get me a toy they would buy me something to reward me for being good at the doctor's office I I started out being a collector at a very early age you know I was just a your typical country boy get out and run around work in the fields, and fish and you know have have fun
0: (laughs) what kind of health issues did you have growing up
1: um, when I was born I had a, a, a cleft palate and a hair lip and uh, I had some issues with my stomach that they had to address with a couple of surgeries I was very fortunate with my cleft palate that mine wasn't so bad till they were able to fix it pretty much it didn't really affect my speech later in life and I have a scar but I was able to grow a mustache and cover that up so
0: <laughs> at what point when you're growing up did you decide you know what I think I want to go into the education field.
1: Um, I would say probably in my later years in high school, um, working as a teacher's aide uh, during my audit period, I would usually help one of the teachers out, and um, I really enjoyed it, Um, enjoyed working with the kids. Uh, I had a couple of teachers along the way that that were really influential in my life and were real good to me, and that's just kind of like I just decided at the time that was something that I wanted to do.
0: Why did you choose UAB? Obviously, you're not too far from Birmingham, um, proximity-wise, but why UAB? What interested you coming here?
1: I just like UAB because it's almost like a big city school that's close to a small country town. I like, you know, I researched UAB and had some friends that had went there and talked to them about the quality of education that UAB provided. And, you know, with me being the country boy too, I, I kind of liked the idea of being close to home. And then UAB School of Education, I had taken some uh, classes at Jeff State to begin with. Um, that was kind of like my springboard to go to UAB. And um, I had a teacher there that was kind of close connected with the school of education at UAB. So she set the foundation. So when I did transition to UAB, it was just a smooth from one school to the next. So.
0: When you made that transition to UAB, what were your plans in education? What did you want to do?
1: Uh, at the time I was looking, I really wanted to be an a elementary education school teacher. That's, that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed working with the, with the younger kids. You know, at the, at the time, there was actually a shortage of uh, male teachers,
0: you graduated from UAB with an elementary education, bachelor's degree. What were your plans from there? Because ultimately, you didn't end up in the classroom.
1: Well, I graduated from UAB. I did receive a teaching job fairly quickly. Uh, I was, had a third and fourth grade split class. I had uh, two classes in one. They were doing that at the time. And um, unfortunately, that school was doing some dishonest things with the SAT testing. And I really didn't agree with that. And so um, I talked to the principal about it, and the principal was kind of in on it too, which was really disappointing because I didn't feel like that was fair to the kids. So I ended up resigning that position, Uh, fortunately. You know, I really hated that because that's what I really wanted to do. At that point, I started having college loans roll back in, so I needed to do something. So that, that was kind of what pushed me to go on the career that I ended up with.
0: (laughs) And and you took, I mean, it was a right-hand turn and you went totally away from the education field and you started working with fire extinguishers for years upon years. And that's kind of been, been your career working your way through that.
1: That is correct. Uh, I ended up working for, uh, and Trustville, which were the largest producer of, uh, fire extinguishers out there. When the, when the loan started running in, I had a friend that I ran into, uh, at a restaurant in trustville and i said hey i said i'm kind of in between jobs right now i said is uh, americ's hiring and she's like Well come by monday and we'll uh we'll talk about it so um i went by there and talked to her i ended up uh getting a job and i was my first job there was actually painting fire extinguishers on the paint line um hanging them up and taking them down and painting them and um i worked that job for about a month And they're like, you know, Chris, we'd like to offer a setup technician job. So I moved up within my first month of being a setup technician. So um, I worked that for probably eight or nine years and a job come open in payroll. So I thought, well, I'll put in for it. So I put in for the payroll job. They contacted me. They're like. They're like, you're working on the paint line and you have a degree at UAB. And I'm like, yeah, I'm working on the paint line. I have a degree from UAB. And they said, well, we want you to come be our payroll person. So hired me into that, worked in payroll for about two years. Then they came back and offered me a HR manager position. So I moved from working on the paint line, setup up technician, to payroll, to HR manager. I did that for about four years. Um, and then the job... Kind of got a little stressful for me, um, you know. I, I made a running joke that you know I was a school teacher and had 20 kids, and then I come to Amherst and had 520 kids. Cause <laughs> it was like you know had kids running everywhere. So I was offered to talk to them, and they offered me a position in purchasing, and that's what I moved into, and I absolutely love it. And so, but I would not be here without my UAB uh, degree because that that what gave them the push to let me do the job. So.
0: How did the foundation that UAB gave you um, back in the, the 90s into the turn of the millennium um, help you with this career progression at the company?
1: In going to UAB, I did a lot of things that kind of pushed me to do stuff. It kind of opened me up a little bit. You know, with when I was younger with the health problems, I was kind of like stayed to myself a little secluded a little bit back then. So... Um, you know, the, 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 teachers and staff at UAB pushed me to get out there and put myself out there, uh, made me more confident about, you know, taking risks on things and just, it was just a positive experience all the way around. I mean, it, it changed my life going there and made things a lot better for me and, and, you know, and it pushed on into my career.
0: <laughs> You're kind of a big kid at heart. You've been collecting things for years. You had mentioned that you kind of started when you were going to the doctor. What kind of things did you collect and what do you like to collect?
1: There's a running joke that I'm a collector of collections because I have just so many different collections. Um, so it, it really started out with with toys from the 80's because that was my that was my years that I was you know getting getting things and you know now if, if a kid wants a toy if you can't find it, you can get on the internet and find it. You can jump yeah. on eBay or someplace like that. Well back when I was a kid, if you didn't find it in the store, you didn't get it. That's kind of what pushed me as I started getting adult was I started wanting to go back and get some of the ones that I didn't have when I was a child or go back and replace some of the ones that I just absolutely, because, you know, back then when you got toys, you played with them, you know, yeah. you wore them out. And so um, that, that was really the, the push for me. And then it just kind of progressed from there. Um, the toys led to getting into Star Wars and Star Wars has been like a major, I'm like the central nerd because it's like a major part of my life.
0: Do you remember the first piece that you really called a collection item?
1: My G.I. Joe figures, um, because those were the ones that there would be times when I was little, when I would go to the doctor, when I would get home, my mom and dad would buy a bunch of them and they would hide them all over the house. And they'd have me go look for them. They'd say, hey, we're we'll going move that uh, pillow over there. And I'd pick it up and there'd be a G.I. Joe. So that was the first set that I decided that I wanted to, when I got to be an adult, that I wanted to go back and get a full run of them. And it took me about four years, but I got a full run of the the G.I. Joe figures.
0: It it kind of started with G.I. Joe, but then it went to He-Man, Transformers, Lego, Pez. What is your favorite collection?
1: I would have to say my favorite uh, collection has got to be my Star Wars stuff because as a kid going to the movie theaters and seeing them and seeing it on the big screen, it was just so amazing to me. I have a complete run of carded figures from 70, or 78 to 85. I have a complete run of them in the original packages, which is kind of a rare thing to have. Yeah. Um, I didn't intend to go down that route. Um, I was just going to get the loose figures and there was one night i was fooling around and um i had a thing popped up on my computer on facebook that a, uh, someone that i worked with listed something in facebook marketplace and when i opened it up it was an original uh stormtrooper from 1978 in its original package so i jumped on my computer and said don't sell that i want it let's talk so she messaged me back and said well chris she said um I've got about 140 more different ones if you'd be interested in those.
0: No kidding.
1: And and it just, so I, I said, yep, I'm going to come see them. So a couple of days later, I went to visit her um, and she started uh, pulling them out. And uh, she asked me if I was interested in them. One of the things about collecting is I'm always honest with people. If someone asks me what something's worth, I'm going to give them an honest opinion of what it's worth. I mean, I wouldn't tell her something just to try to get them for a cheaper cost. Yeah. And, um. When she pulled them out, like I said, it was a full collection, and we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars worth. I said, I can't buy all of them, I said, because I said, you've got some major, major money. When talking to her, her sister-in-law had passed away a month before, and she'd inherited those from her. Uh, She had bought them for her nieces and nephews when they were younger, and they wasn't really into Star Wars, so she just kept buying them and just putting them in a suitcase, so that's how they came to be. So my friend, she, um, they liked about $700 uh, paying for the tombstone. I think was the last thing. So they were just trying to sell some stuff to, to do that cost. And she says, "Well, what do you want them for?" And I said, "Well, I said I do the museum displays. I said, uh, I said I'm not buying them to flip or sell. I said they're, they're for my personal, you know, use, and I'll, I'll put them in the museum." And she said, well, let me let me talk to my husband. She said, I'll get back with you in a couple of days and we'll let you know what we want for the ones that you picked out. A couple of days later, she called me. She said, let me tell you what me and my husband decided. She said, because you're going to be doing it as a display where a lot of people will enjoy those. She said, we're going to let you have all of them for the final seven hundred dollars that we owe to pay for the tombstone. Wow. She said it would be like a good memorial for her sister-in-law. So I waited about a week because I told her, I was like, you know, this is a major money. I said that you're just pretty much handing over. I want you to be sure. And she says, yep. She said, that's what we wanted to do. So that's what she ended up doing. And I got the full run for probably what maybe two or three of the pieces would have cost.
0: With all of your collections, what's the single most favorite item you have?
1: My most favorite item would have to be my Darth Vader costume because i actually pieced that one together uh i had it custom built out of uh, argentina and you know the fun that i've had with that costume the events that i've got to do and then when I put that on, it takes me back to when I was a little kid looking at Darth Vader up on the screen and never thought that I would be getting to run around and be Darth Vader, actually, myself. So, I, I have the same my Darth Vader costume.
0: <laughs> that is a fantastic segue right there. Uh, you mentioned Darth Vader and the costume. This isn't the only costume that you have from Star Wars, is it?
1: I'm in the First Legion. Uh, basically, we're a charity group that we make appearances at different things we do like children's hospital we do like a uh, christmas time there we do uh the baron's game we do um make-a-wish foundation we do a lot of the, the reveals and all so basically anytime you see any stormtroopers or darth vader running around the state of alabama that's probably me and my guys basically anytime that lucasfilm or disney need stormtroopers or things for events they'll contact our guys and we'll provide troopers for them you can go online you go to the 501st legion and there's a costume reference library that it'll give you the characters and it'll spell out you've got to have this 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 and this and it's got it's got to be screen accurate to be in the the 501st because you know we want we want that magic to look like we just stepped right off the screen Mm -hmm. um But I have a Darth Vader, I have a TIE pilot, I have a Jawa, I have an Imperial Gunner, uh, I have a Stormtrooper, and uh, it's just just fun. I always joke about once you build one costume, everybody says, well, I'm just going to do one, I'm just going to do one, and then you turn right back around and do another one, and turn around and do another one.
0: What's it like coming from a kid that just loves Star Wars, uh, watching the movies, playing with the toys, to actually kind of realizing that dream and being able to become one in essence.
1: It's a lot of fun. It's really emotional too. Um, but especially like when we do the children's hospital and all, you know, you, you see the kids that have the excitement that you had when you were younger and, you know, then you kind of realize where you're at and it's kind of has a little sad tone to it, but Some of my guys get upset sometimes and they're like, well, we're glad that we have the helmets on because you can't see us tearing up behind the helmets. You know, that's a little barrier. Um, but it's just, like I said, it's just an amazing thing. Um, I enjoy it. I love doing the, um, the charity aspects of it. You know, we say we do it for the kids, but the adults enjoy it just as much more than the kids do sometimes. So,
0: Being able to do that has to be very gratifying for you and the rest of the group. Just knowing that, you're putting a smile on a face that sometimes doesn't get that chance.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if if we can put a smile on the face and make a memorable moment, you know, that's, that's what we want the kids to remember, you know, to, even though they've got some bad things going on, they are still good things going out there. And, you know, we, we want to encourage them and put some sunshine in their life. One of the, my biggest events this past year that, was like a memorable thing for me was getting to troop the UAV basketball game to go back to my, my school and be their Vader that night. That was just awesome.
0: <laughs> the group that you work with comprises of about 100 people throughout the state of Alabama, but this isn't an Alabama centric organization, the 501st, because this is nationwide, isn't it?
1: It's actually worldwide. Um, it started out being just a handful of people, uh and now there's about i think 13 to 15,000 worldwide um doing different events uh our group actually did the rose bowl parade one year um but it's it's worldwide and it's the 501st has led me to meet people in other countries we'll have like web chats and different things and uh but it we're, we're worldwide you know what's
0: the most obscure piece in your collection
1: um as far as my star wars goes um I have I have the oldest known piece ever created for the Star Wars movies. Um, it's uh, MK1 prototype eyes for CP3O, and it was the actual ones that Daniels test fitted for his role as CP3O.
0: What's the next piece to the Chris Thomas collection?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, that's hard to say because sometimes the pieces find me. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess, um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's that's what makes it difficult sometimes with some of my collections is once I get all of it, I have all of it. So there's a few um, G.I. Joes that they were international ones that they didn't actually re- release here. that are kind of difficult to find. So since I have all of the U.S. released ones, I'm kind of venturing in some of the foreign ones now, getting some of the, the less known ones. So
0: How many items do you have across all of your collections?
1: Oh, that that's a hard question. I mean, it's probably as far as G.I. Joe, I've probably got like five thousand of those. He man, I probably got about five hundred of those. Pez dispensers, probably two or three thousand of those. As I, when I was younger I could keep up with everything and now I kinda have to log stuff so I can go back and see what I have and don't have. When I started getting multiples of things, I thought it's time to start kind of keeping a log so I could remember what I have and don't have. I feel like sometimes collections need to be shared with a lot of people. And so it, it's fun to, to do the displays and have people go and show their kids, hey, this is what I used to play with when I was a kid, you know. How
0: have you seen UAB change over the years that you've been coming back and forth
1: to Birmingham? It's just amazing how much it's grown. I mean, it's just so much bigger than what it used to be. Uh, and going back and looking, my niece, I looked at her... Um, scheduling guide and it just seems like so many more quality classes have been added like there's more things that you can do uh, and it's just amazing it's just I was looking at some of the classes and I was almost jealous that some of those weren't were not offered when I was there. Uh, What's the
0: biggest regret you have that maybe you didn't do while you are at UAB?
1: My biggest regret I don't know if I would say it's while I was there I would say it was after I graduated because I kind of didn't go back and do a lot of uab stuff kind of i kind of focused on like my career and stuff and so i kind of distanced not on purpose but i just didn't have the the interaction with uab and then uh, that's why i was tickled when my niece decided to go there that fired me up a little bit and then uh, whenever she made a, a baton twirler that really fired me up and uh I haven't missed i think but one home game in three years and i'm a two-time season ticket holder now so i kind of regret that i didn't stay a little bit more active in that time but i'm I'm trying to make up for that now
0: (laughs) that's chris thomas in 2000 chris earned his bachelor's degree in elementary education from the uab school of education 20 years later, he's re-engaged to his alma mater thanks to his niece, a soon-to-be junior majoring in kinesiology. Chris has a passion for collections and renewed connection for UAB. He surely has an idea of what it means to be a Blazer.
1: It's just awesome. I mean, it's just like the the pride of going there. Um, Even now, when I'm out and about. And I see people with uh, Blazer stuff, you go Blazers, you know, it's just like a, a companionship, like a brotherhood, I guess you could say. And uh, I, I'm so proud of my time that I had at UAB. I mean, like I said, I didn't necessarily go into what I graduated, you know, the profession, but I wouldn't be where I'm at now without that degree that I got. And, uh, it's just, uh, I love UAB it's, it's a, it's an awesome school. The people there are great and it's just, um, like I said, it's just real. It's, it's, graduating from UAB was a major, major accomplishment for me. Um, I was real proud of it. Catch up with past
0: episodes of UAB Green and Told. Visit our website at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold, or search the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. While there, leave a written review so other alumni can discover our stories. Have an idea for a future episode? I'd love to know. Email me at greenandtold at uab.edu. And don't forget to check us out on social media. We're at UAB Alumni on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and until next time, Go Blazers!